What? Radio Nova. Good afternoon, you're listening to Snack Eric and Ask on Radio Nova. I am today in the studio with Ampunsta, Sophie and Abby. And I hope everybody's fine. Yeah, how yeah. are you? Yeah, things are good. Uh, life as usual, work, mm-hmm. work, work. <laughs> Tough week. Uh, yeah, I feel like, <laughs> is it uh Yeah, it's always a tough week. I mean, for me, it's extra tough because now we get into the no sun mm. part mm. of the year. And as a person who has very dark pigment, mm. means I need to have more supplements and stuff. Otherwise, oh, yeah. it becomes very, like you get tired by 12 o'clock in the afternoon. You're yeah, like, really? Ah, is the day. Yeah. yeah. So oh, you need to have more vitamin C and eat more clementine, but mm. also you sometimes forget. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. I saw the sun for like 15 minutes this morning at like eight, and I dropped everything and ran to my balcony to just yeah. like stare at the sun rays. I was like, mm. wow. That, <laughs> First time in a week. That's <laughs> when you know you haven't seen the sun in yeah. a long time, when you get that feeling that. <gasps> You have to look at it, you know? Right. I was like, is this the Scandinavian effect? Yes. It is. What about you, Sophie? No, I was just like, when you were telling me that story in the bus, I was like so annoyed that I didn't wake up at eight this morning to see it. So I feel you. Mm. I'm so sorry. In the same boat. Next time I'll like take a picture of it, I'll be like, here you go. It's Mm. not the same though. No, it's not not the same feeling. And we changed time uh, last week. Oh, oh, yeah. And I, I still feel, I still feel it. I'm, pretty freaking tired when it's like 11 in the evening and i'm mm-hmm. like oh why is that you know yes. yeah but technically it's 12 o'clock yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was doing like work up late last night and i was like i want to sleep so bad and then i like didn't sleep mm. so i don't know that w- that was going somewhere but it's not anymore i'm yeah. just tired i think yeah. i think we're all tired <laughs> yeah, yeah. just no. need to take that extra hour in yes. the morning or or go a bit earlier to bed uh, in the evening to catch up for mm-hmm. sure but it's not easy. It's been pretty grim, pretty grey uh, weeks of rain and still more to come. Um, but the good news is it's not that cold. Yeah. yeah. It's November. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, so surprised. We are, we are very lucky. Like... <laughs> but yeah, uh, hopefully the rain stops and then the temperatures drop and we have a bit of a dry and cold winter creeping upon us. Mm-hmm. And uh, be more in the... Uh, the Christmas uh, mood yeah. also. Mm-hmm. I bought a Christmassy yeah. candle already. Yeah. Like I bought it in October and I was like, I'm ready, you know, because now <laughs> that I'm not in the U.S., people can't be like, oh, it's too early to celebrate Christmas. You still mm. have to get through Thanksgiving. People can't say oh, that yes, to me here mm. because <laughs> no. nobody cares about Thanksgiving here. So no. it's literally me and the Christmas vibes. And I- I'm quite pleased with it, honestly. <laughs> not bad. Um, Punsa, you were like, no, not Christmas. Oh, it's not Christmas yet. Christmas starts from 20th December. Yeah, to you. The 20th. Yeah. yeah. In, in December. Christmas from 20th to 25th. That's so late. And then it's over. But then what about Advent? Surely. Like, surely. Yeah. yeah. Surely. The Advent period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not Christmas. That's, no. that's a Christian thing. But, but it's getting yeah, sure. into the vibe, you know. It's just getting like, <laughs> you know, putting your little candles. Yeah, right. And, I don't do those. No. Ah, well. Different. Different culture. Different mm-hmm. um, traditions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go into uh, our first subject of the day, Abby. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to hear, like, your thoughts on 
just the human brain before we start. Because um, I've heard all sorts of like people talking about how, oh, we only use a certain percentage of our brain. What do you guys think about that? Like the fact that we're not at our full power. Yeah, I think uh, it probably varies to person to person. Uh, but uh, is that a problem? <laughs> uh, it is a problem if, yeah, as we say, people are getting dumber and dumber isn't it like every uh, every year or there's less interest to uh, to elevate yourself maybe and we're bombarded by social media and ra mm. rapid information so I think people don't uh, think by themselves as much as we used to maybe mm, or maybe for sure. we don't use our hands as much as we used to it's kind of but um, I don't know if it's a big issue not to use your full capacity right all the time. Right, that's true. Because I don't think anybody uses their full capacity from from what I've heard about the... I think it would be pretty rare. I think I it would be like moments of hyper-focus where you have to do a task that's mm. super important and then you you have to be at the top of, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yourself. So, what yeah. about you guys? I'm Sophie. Well, it's not surprising mm -hmm. because when you think about the amount of time you spend in the day like not actively using your brain, like just kind of sitting on your phone or right. doing anything else and like sometimes even like I feel like <clears throat> nowadays like even reading feels like kind of a chore almost mm. like you're having to kind of actively use your brain whereas like years ago that would have been like what people done would have done to relax right so it's like yeah interesting mm, for sure I don't know much about the brain but uh, I did a bit of sociology and I think the human brain is being used as much as it should be used mm -hmm. because um, what else do you want us to do? I mean, you just you get socialized into what you like the community, and that depends on how much of the capacity that is used. So uh, it's fascinating to see people learn new languages, and then of course, if you learn a new language, you 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 get into a new culture, mm -hmm. and you understand. So it's like where you are depends. It's relative how much you use your brain. It's more depends on your socialization and what right. is happening around you. That's the, how much you get to use it. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because uh, my topic is about a mini brain that was built by people. So there was this uh, synthetic mini brain and it was made from human and mouse neurons. Um, and it has actually successfully learned to play the video game Pong, which is like that retro game. Um, and it was hooked up to like this computer controlled electrode array. Um, and it is the first time that isolated brain cells have been able to complete a task like that, uh, which is really interesting because it means that the ability to learn is not solely restricted to a fully intact brain, which is fascinating because that just shows how much capacity for learning we as people have mm -hmm. and obviously I think it even applies to animals so um, in this study the researchers grew this neuron network on top of the electrodes <clears throat> and the electrodes are in this tiny container and they call it dish brain which I think is adorable I love a cute little dish brain I mean look at him go you know um, and so the computer sent these like electric signals to dish brain and activated specific regions of the neurons and told them to play the retro video game. So within five minutes of the command, the neurons started changing the way they move the paddles in the game to um, increase their chances of hitting the ball. 
And so this is the first time, again, that, like, a man-made biological network has been taught to independently complete a goal-oriented task, which I find that fascinating. I think that just goes to show, like, how much we're capable of. Because if these, like, bundle of brain cells are like, yes, let us play this video game, you know, I feel like that says a lot about, like, how much we with fully intact brains are able to do. I mean, we start learning how to speak and how to walk and how to do all sorts of things at such a, like, young age, you know? And I think that's so interesting. But, I mean, when you talk about this brain uh, giving information, I mean, it's a little abstract. Like, how do they give information to the brain? Is it like a coding system on a computer or what what happens? Um, Yeah, so I can kind of walk you through, like, just how Dish Brain was built and just like a little bit more information about dish brain and hopefully that will answer your question. So um, it is in a small two-inch circular container and it's lined with 1,024 active neurons that can send and receive electrical signals. So um, these messages like here, play the game, are sent through electrical signals. Um, And so the researchers used a computer program, which is what you were talking about, Um, And the computer program is called Dish Server, which, you know, they have matching names. Um, So Dish Server combined with Dish Dish Brain's neurons to create a virtual game world where the neurons could play Pong. Um, And a little background on the cells that were put into Dish Brain. The mouse cells were grown from tiny neurons that were um, extracted from developing embryos, while the human neurons were created using stem cells from the blood and skin cells donated by volunteers, which I thought was really interesting because oftentimes when you hear scientists talking about, oh, uh, we use stem cells, there's a lot of pushback because usually they believe that it comes from, um, like, uh, fetuses. But in this situation, they were volunteers. So I I thought that was very fascinating because it kind Mm. of eliminated that whole controversy. Um, And so in total, the neural network contains around 800,000 neurons. And that is the same number of neurons that are in a bee's brain, which I thought was so cool. I didn't, I never think about like insect brains. Like I'm like, oh, they're just like flying around like, you know, (laughs) but but, like they actually do have brains. So I'm like, wow, look at them go. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I was just really excited. And I feel like this idea of a man-made brain brings into question all sorts of things like what could this mean for researchers working with brain cancer right now Mm. or Mm. I read a little bit about like brain transplants and how we're getting closer and closer to being able to complete brain transplants which is insane because like how much is that going to change a person is it going to change a person you know and so with these man-made brains coming into play and obviously we are still many many years from being able to build a full brain you know like I said this is like the size of a bee brain right like that's not what we need we're humans um and I also feel like it kind of brings into play like ethical questions Mm -hmm. like is it morally permissible for human beings to interfere with nature to this extent are are we allowed to play god you know like is that what we're doing 
Yeah, and it depends what purpose you use it to, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, there's always some good and some bad in, in all those types of experiments and research. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, I could see how maybe it could help somebody who is, um, you know, struggling to to think and struggling to um, develop his intelligence. And maybe mm. that could be a way to boost something or to fix something. But yeah. Uh, to think of a brain transplant seems uh, crazy because the brain is connected to so many things just in, you know, the the top part of our body. And there's, there's so right. many things that need to be put together and how <laughs> I can see how that could go terribly wrong. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> when sure. we think already with like heart transplant and lung transplants mm. and how difficult it is to to keep it healthy mm-hmm. long term. So, yeah, it's a big deal. Ampunsa, did you want to say something? Um, he was just talking about the moral to mm. do this. But um, don't we have medicines for people with like low cognitive abilities to take to, to sort of improve them? People with like, I don't remember the, the diseases, but some of these diseases that affect your cognitive ability, ALS or something. Mm. You know, people, they get like drugs to help them boost mm. it. So for them, this is this is a major breakthrough because instead of, Depending on the drug, they could actively replace parts of their brain which is having problems with these yeah. right. uh, human-made brains, which is the, the aim of science, as a friend of mine would, tells me all the time, so a man can live long right. and fuck up shit. That's the aim of science. <laughs> right. So if it's, it's a success, then everybody should be happy. I don't see... Right. You've always been playing God for a very long time. It's fine. Yeah, let's yeah. continue yeah. doing it. Sure. Uh, uh, before before we take a break here, but um, uh, I saw a documentary last night on t- on TV about um, genetic and uh, parents who have their kids who are sick, right? And there's even a TV series in Norway right now about that, mm. uh, putting the question, you know, uh, should you bring another child to the world to use this child to make the other child oh. healthy? And now there was this uh, documentary on the genetic and how they could change the genetic code of people. And they, they show how it's working and it's working. But it's like, yeah, but, you know, the question is, can we just do that? Can we just fix somebody uh, doing weird ass shit? Right. Like, is it morally <laughs> justified? And, I love gene coding. Anytime I see those documentaries, I spend time. I, because we do it to the food we eat yeah. already. We've, we are producing apples in the winter. And right. Absolutely. So. The, they were, and they were, t- they were talking about the food, how, uh, you know, uh, uh, tomatoes used to be acidic and things like that, and mm. how they call it. Yeah, we call it farming, but actually, it's also playing with genetic. Mm-hmm. And um, and and there was a mother saying, you know what? I'm ready to take the risk, even if it means that in 40 years my kid dies of cancer. It's like, oh, oh okay. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. No. Like, <laughs> what is okay, it girl? <laughs> and then there was a child who was very sick, and he was saying, I would rather be asked when I'm grown up what I want to do with that if I want to be taking those treatments mm-hmm. rather than my parents making the decisions for, for me. For sure. Yeah. Bodily so, autonomy. Yeah, yeah, Difficult yeah. one. Mm. 